The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Welcome to Spirit of Recovery, offering support for your spiritual growth and addiction recovery. Here's Reverend Dan Beckett. Welcome to the Spirit of Recovery podcast. We're glad you're with us today. I'm Reverend Dan Beckett here with co-host Reverend Michelle Vargas. Together, we share ways that spirituality and addiction recovery intertwine and work together to support your spiritual growth in your own recovery journey. We're basically a couple of recovery nerds and ordained unity ministers sharing our experience, strength, and hope on this spiritual journey of addiction recovery. We hope that something you hear today will be helpful to you on your own recovery journey. We invite your questions, comments, wisdom, and feedback anytime. Just send an email to spiritofrecoveryunity at gmail.com. And Facebook users, you could message us from our Facebook page, Spirit of Recovery. Just click the send message button right below the banner. And please help us carry the message by following and subscribing to Spirit of Recovery on your favorite podcast platform. Today's episode is titled A Daily Tune-Up, which we have totally stolen from Daily Reflection for October 17th. (laughs) It begins with a quote from the big book, page 85. It reads, every day is a day when we must carry the vision of God's will into all our activities. It continues, how do I maintain my spiritual condition? For me, it's quite simple. On a daily basis, I ask my higher power to grant me the gift of sobriety for that day. I have talked to many alcoholics who have gone back to drinking, and I always ask them, did you pray for sobriety the day you took that first drink? Not one of them said yes. As I practice step 11 and try to keep my house in order on a daily basis, I have the knowledge that if I ask for a daily reprieve, it will be granted. So let's talk about step 11, about maintaining our spiritual condition and about staying in touch and in tune with our higher power each and every day. Yeah, this is probably one of the most important things, both in 12-step recovery and frankly, just in human life and certainly Um, in my life as a minister. Um, It's even more important to me now as a minister than it ever was before that I actively uh, maintain my spiritual health and fitness on a daily basis, because otherwise I feel like I have no business being in the pulpit. That's just my personal feeling is this like, not that, you know, I mean, we all go through times and difficult things. It's not that I have to be perfect, but I absolutely have to um, practice step 11 every single day of my life. You know, life is so compelling and there are so many things competing for our um, attention. Even as a minister, there's lots of 
non-spiritual things that we have to deal with on a daily basis. I also have, you know, pets, a husband, a kid, you know, a car, all these things that, you know what I mean? It's like life is just lifing all the time and there's just so many things to do. And um, it's so easy to forget about our spiritual well-being. For me, it's a daily prayer and meditation practice. Um, And, you know, I have to admit sometimes well, I like to do it at night. I just like to do that. It's it's like a way that I wind down from the day and prepare myself for sleep. Um, and sometimes when it comes to time to sit down and do my practice, it's the first time I've really thought about that stuff all day. I mean, I'll admit it. There's a lot of days that I get caught up in the material world. You know, like I say, it's extremely compelling. Um, other times, it's not the first time, you know, I've, I've, I've been thinking spiritually or doing spiritual types of work or reading or whatever throughout the day. But sometimes it's the first time that I've really connected with God all day, but at least I know I'm going to do it then every single evening before bed, even if it's only five minutes. Now it often is much more than five minutes, but even if it's five minutes, I take that time to quiet down, to take some deep breaths, to center myself, to remember what's important, to connect to God, to connect to myself. Um, And it is absolutely probably the most important thing that I do every single day, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I agree completely. I mean, this is about, to me, deepening our connection with God, with the higher Mm -hmm. power. Mm -hmm. And specifically about doing that by setting a daily intention Mm -hmm. through prayer. And while you and I often talk about how there are many ways to pray, I know that we Mm -hmm. both feel strongly there's no wrong way to pray. I'm not the prayer police. And somebody, so for somebody, it might be, you know, I wake up in the morning and say, God, please keep me sober today. I know a lot of sober Mm -hmm. buddies, you know, people in the program, walking the path with me, that's exactly what they do. If I were to translate that same concept into a more like unity, like uh, affirmative prayer, it might be, thank you, God, for another day of sobriety, like in advance, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That affirming Mm -hmm. that it is so that's sort of our, our way of doing it. But either way, the concept of or the, the idea is that I keep returning, I don't just do it once a week. I don't, you know, right. express gratitude for my sobriety only on Sundays or or whatever. It becomes an integrated part of my life, like you're describing. Mm-hmm. Through some kind of practice, and we can talk more ab- about that. Uh, that's another thing that I know can be different for different people. And again, I'm not the, um, you know, practice police either, but... I will say how important it is to have a practice, yes. whatever might work for you. I like the one that you described as a wind down at the end of the day with some breathing and just coming back to center is what yeah. I heard you saying. But doing it daily, I think for me, has been the most important part of it to set a daily intention and be and, and express gratitude for the gift of sobriety every day. Yeah. Yeah, I know it's pretty funny. I was I was sharing this in a, a Sunday talk the other day, and I was sharing how I've I have a commitment to do at least five minutes a day. Now, like I say, I often do more than that, but when I said it, I realized how ridiculous it sounded, and I was like, "Yeah, twenty four hours in the day, I give God five minutes." <laughs> 
Yeah. I'm so generous with my time. When I put it like that, it sounds ridiculous. But there are so many things competing for our attention and there are so many things that have to get done. And, and so, okay, so this is what it comes down to for me. In unity, we teach that we are at once spiritual beings and human beings, right? So we walk this double life. But the human material ego aspect of our existence is so compelling that it can cause us to completely forget that we're spiritual beings. Like we can go, we can just get so in the, you know, caught up in life that we forget. We forget there's a God. We forget we're spiritual beings. We forget we're not the body. We forget we're not the mind. We just forget it all. It's so easy to forget, you know. And so for me, the daily practice is taking that time to remember, I am not just a human being doing all this stuff. I am a spiritual being. The doing, 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 doing is the human part. The sitting quietly and remembering that I am spirit, um, that to me is what that daily practice is about remembering that I am also a spiritual being, that this human existence that I'm so caught up in is not all there is, is just temporary and will come to pass, but that my spirit is eternal. So it's just that daily remembering and, and that helps me disengage just a little bit from all the human ego pursuits. It's like, I'm so caught up in life. And then I sit down to do my practice and it's like, oh yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot. I am a spiritual being. I am connected to God. I am not this little marionette on strings just like going crazy through life. I am a I'm a human being, not a human doing. I need to practice just being. And that that's what it is to me. It's just that that disengaging from the material world for just a few moments and remembering that there's something so much bigger going on that it's so big and it's so vast and yet it hides in plain sight right like it's so easy to just completely forget and get completely caught up in our humanity that's why we have to practice every day yeah i love that sort of as you describe that remembrance that almost sense of relief Yes, and it I is feel coming from like, you. Oh. That's my experience as well. Is that all the busyness? It's really the busyness I say of the world, but it's really of my mind, mm -hmm. my mind's you know attention on the world. All the busyness of my mind can at least just become maybe secondary for a moment, or or allow the presence of the spirit to become prominent. You know, my mind never stops, and and my. Con my conception of a meditation practice i'm not trying to stop my mind from functioning that's a you know that uh, that's a that, losing that game is, <laughs> yeah that that's my that's an ego game and i'm staying out of that i'm gonna let my mind do what it does but i'm gonna notice what it does mm -hmm. that to me is the is the difference yeah. i've heard it described as our minds are busy and they always need a job to do. So give your mind the job of watching your breath. Yep. And then when it wanders off, it's like a puppy, right? When it wanders off as it inevitably will, all I need to do is remember and bring it back. It's like, oh yes, I'm, I'm watching the breath. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? 
Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. And let that be enough. And that returning, you know, you and I talk a lot about, and we probably can and could hear again about different kinds of um, spiritual practice. And one, Mm -hmm. we prayer, meditation, they're practically the same thing in in unity. But doing it formally, like, you know, at a certain time, like you described, Mm -hmm. that bedtime, here is my ritual, my practice, here's what I do. And I think that that is very important. And that also, in addition to that, you can do like a mini of that anytime, anywhere during the day. I call that an informal practice. I think ideally we're doing both. Yeah, We have a formal practice and we're taking a moment to take a breath and notice it and do like almost a mini meditation. Eckhart Tolle called it a um, conscious breath, whatever it is, you just sort of do that thing where I notice how it feels to be in my body and to breathe, even if just for one breath, that that is enough. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, we can add uh, reflective reading, right? If there's any spiritual reading that we might want to do, like the daily reflection Mm -hmm. from the program or any other spiritual daily reader. I think community is important, certainly the recovery community, but for me also spiritual community. Mm -hmm. That that in addition to that, the recovery community is a spiritual community, but I'm talking about like a church or whatever. Yes. So all of those things all help keep me in touch with the spirit and on my path. Yeah. I've also heard it called a sacred pause, you know, and we can do that that. multiple times. They even, you can even buy a bracelet that will, well, you could probably do it with your smartwatch, but I know they used to sell just little bracelets that would just like buzz every hour to remind you to take a breath, to take that sacred pause, you know? And so breathing has become, breath work has become a really big thing for me lately. And there's all different kinds of breath work that people can look into if they're interested in it, but it can be as simple as stopping and taking a deeper breath. As as the day goes on and we get, you know, stressed out and, you know, we drink coffee and we got adrenaline and cortisol and all this stuff, our breath gets more and more shallow and our nervous system responds to that, you know, so that we are perpetually in a fight or flight state, which is exhausting for our bodies and our minds. So just taking a moment to take some deeper breaths, we don't even realize we're taking such shallow breaths until we stop and take a deeper one, you know, and you can practice breathing into your belly so that your belly expands when you take a deep breath in. I mean, it reconnects you to spirit, it reconnects you to yourself, and it literally physiologically shifts you, you know, shifts your nervous system into um, a more, well, they call it parasympathetic, the parasympathetic system comes online and begins to calm you down and puts you in, rather than fight or flight, puts you in rest and digest. And so that's become a really important part of my practice. But like I say, it could be as simple as just stopping and taking one or two or three deep breaths can make all the difference. 
In addition to like a formal sitting practice, you mentioned being in community and taking these pauses. And to me, a really big part of it also is being in nature. And you don't have to be a tree hugger like me. I totally admit I am one. You don't have to go that far. It could be as simple as going in your backyard or a city park somewhere where there is something green growing and or a body of water, a pond, a stream, a lake, whatever. We got the ocean right here. We're so fortunate. Just spending a few minutes looking at either water or something green. There's all kinds of physiological and spiritual benefits, you know. Um, so if you have a lunch break and you can have your sandwich in the park instead of at your desk, these are just little things that can reconnect us to spirit because well, we know in unity, we teach God is everywhere. And so technically God is in my computer and my stapler and everything else, but I sure feel God a lot more in the trees and the pond and the birds. Um, and I think that those, those moments, those respite moments of nature are so healing and really reconnect us. Yeah. I'm really glad you said that. And, and as you described that practice, I'm sitting here literally doing it. I'm going to breathe a little deeper. I could, as you, I could feel it as you described it. So thank yeah, you for that just shifts you reminder. Instantly. And as you shared about nature, I was reminded about the, um, the scripture. It was Moses take off your sandals. You're standing on Holy ground that mm. if I just take my shoes off and put my feet on the grass or whatever yep. that that in itself can be grounding and remind yes. me and you can sort of grip the earth with your toes if you want to and just reconnect with nature at the same time that I'm reconnecting with the spirit that underpins nature and and mm -hmm. everything um I love this phrase daily reprieve Mm -hmm. It's really has become very important to me because my mind, I think, I believe, would happily convince me that I don't have a problem with alcohol. You know, I used to have, <laughs> have a problem a with alcohol. And so, you know, I'm I'm aware of that. I've been aware of that for a long time. It's not a problem. It's not anything that needs to be fixed, but it's something that I want to bear in mind. And so that phrase, daily reprieve, my sobriety is contingent on a daily reprieve mm -hmm. or contingent on the maintenance of my spiritual condition, rather. Mm -hmm. And that, as I consider step 11 and all we're talking about, that's what it comes down to. So I ask myself, well, how am I going to maintain my spiritual condition? Well, I'm going to keep returning to it. You know how in meetings we often say or hear, and it's been said to me, keep coming back. Yep. That's exactly what it is. There's so much yeah. wisdom. In that simple phrase, keep coming back. Well, why would I tell someone at a meeting or why would someone tell me at a meeting to keep coming back? Because that's where the miracles happen is when I keep coming back. And so I apply yeah. that same principle of continually returning, yes, to yep. the meeting and yep. to the presence of the spirit that I experience within me. So that constant returning coupled with the concept that what I really have is a daily reprieve is such a simple thing that has been so helpful to me that I it's almost that that must like my whole answer right there is well, how do yeah. you how do you stay sober that that's how I do it one day at a time throw that in on the end yeah 
early on, it might be a daily reprieve from whatever the addictive substance is. It might literally be a daily reprieve from alcohol or from drugs or from gambling or whatever it is. And it continues to be that. But to me, it also becomes a daily reprieve from my own ego, mind, and sanity. Yeah. Right? So um, I have to keep coming back because I want to be semi-sane in my mind i i don't want to just be free of alcohol i want to be happy joyous and free i want to be sober in every sense of the word meaning you know i'm fit spiritually i'm i'm in a good place i'm in a good frame of mind i have some peace and some sanity in my life emotional sobriety yeah exactly emotional sobriety and so you know when we say keep coming back we are usually referring to coming back to a meeting but like i like how you expanded that that it's keep coming back to the path keep coming back again and again to the path why because this life will try to pull you off of it it's just the nature of human existence and our modern society um you will forget you will forget i mean if you don't constantly maintain that contact, maintain that connection with God, remember your sobriety, whether it's a meeting or reading something spiritual or listening to spiritual material or whatever it is that you do, you'll forget. You'll forget how important it is. You'll forget, you know, why you need to do this every day. Like you said, you'll, your, your body and your mind will start trying to tell you that maybe you could drink again, or maybe you could do whatever. It's just the nature of things. You know, um, I remember when I, even when I was sober and I started getting, um, really involved in unity and I would go to a Sunday service and I would feel so filled up and so like like it had just set me spiritually right you know like it had just taken my stinking thinking and just like put it on a different path you know I was I was being reminded and but then it's like Monday would come around and I would go back to my life and I swear I would forget everything you know I hadn't really forgotten it but life had taken over and just like sucked me back in and then I would be like oh my god it's so long until Sunday again you know I couldn't like Sundays was not enough in between the Sundays I was forgetting everything and going back to my old ways of being and then I had to start adding in other things you know I had to start making sure I was getting to a meeting and I had to start taking classes at church and because one day a week was not enough to overcome years and years of mental programming, you know, and so that was before I had a daily practice, you know, but um, it's just the world, the material world is so compelling that we've got to have something to, I don't want to, I don't want to go only Sunday to Sunday and in between I forget everything. I I want to maintain this stuff on a daily basis because it's such a better way to live. Yeah. Hence keep coming back. Just like you said, one day a week also for me would not do it. Well, it has happened again. You've given yourself the gift of another episode of Spirit of Recovery, and we are grateful. We hope that you found something in all our yammering today that you find genuinely helpful. And we bless you wherever you are on your recovery journey. As always, we invite your questions, comments, wisdom, and feedback anytime. Find us on our Facebook page, Spirit of Recovery, or email us at spiritofrecoveryunity at gmail.com. And please help us carry the message by following and subscribing to Spirit of Recovery on your favorite podcast platform. We're so glad that you joined us today, and we hope that you'll join us again. Until then, don't drink like my co-host. And whatever you do, don't drink like my co-host. 
Instead, have yourself a wonder-filled week. If you're inspired by the teachings of Dr. Wayne Dyer, you will love the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast with Nadia Dela Cruz. You are a spiritual being having a human experience. My name is Nadia Dela Cruz, and I started the Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life podcast to explore spiritual topics like manifestation and meditation with guests who share their own stories of insight, awakening, and transformation. Listen now on the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network or wherever you get your podcasts.